Okay, let's get started with Parshas Emor, Tav Shin Pei Gimel. And uh, we are, um, we'll start with the beginning of the Parsha, and uh, we are in between double Parshios, Tazriya Mitzorah, Remus Kedoshim, and Bahar Bechukosai. Let's get into the beginning of the Parsha, something that we might have discussed 10 to 15 years ago, uh, but it's an important message, uh, so I, uh, I thought to bring it again. Now, source number one from the Darkei Musa. So we know we all have all the special halachos of a Kohen, of a Kohen, uh, who he's allowed to marry, and he's not allowed to become Tameh, and um, what about um, cut, um, shaving his head, and all different types of halachos, and the halacha of our uh, keeping him kadosh, v'kidashto, the Pasuk says in Pasuches, perechavala Pasuches, ki eslechem elokechu makriv, kadosh yelach, so all the uh, mitzvahs related to a Kohen. Then you have one related to a female Kohen. Most of the mitzvahs do not apply to a female Kohen, a Bas Kohen. A Bas Kohen is allowed to marry anybody she, uh, anybody she wants, uh, you know, and she's allowed to go into a cemetery. Um, so, but there is a, a special halacha. Ubasish Kohen Pasik Tes, Ki Techel Iznos, Esavia Himachaleles Sarev. There's a special halacha of a Bas Kohen. Again, the Gemara says, this hardly ever happens. So all of these, most of these halachas, if not almost all of them, are there to just teach us messages. Um, one of the Haruge Bezdin, if, if, uh, if uh, somebody is, a woman is Mizana, so she is Chayevis Misa. So most uh, uh, Bas Yisrael is Chayevis a certain Misa, and a uh, Bas Kohen gets a more serious, stringent Misa of Sreifa, Ba'eshti Saref. The question is, is there a message for us there? Right? Uh, is there a message for the Znus? It's the same act of Znus, same act of uh, adultery, whether it's a Bas Yisrael or a Bas Kohen. So why would a Bas Kohen get a more stringent uh, Misa? Says the Darki Musser on line number six. Well, let, let's even see the Rashi first. What does Rashi tell us? Right. Look at what what happens to her family. Right. The effect of uh, on the family. That's, uh, Rashi uh, quotes that. Says the Darki Musar. So, so why is it different for Abbas Kohen than Abbas Yisrael? The more responsibility, the more kedusha one has, the greater the potential for kedusha, and the greater the responsibility for kedusha. And that applies to kohen, and then we'll get to um, generalizing it to mamleches kohanim. Kali matanu Torah Musar askel gadol ki enodome hediyot osa avera ladem nichbad hanosikaser al rosho ki avar avera. If a simpleton does a sin. And a great rabbi does a sin, and they both do it in public. What's worse? What's more chamar? What's on the front pages of the uh, of the newspapers? Adam nasu ma'am. Someone who is a leader, someone who is known as a Jewish leader or a rabbinic leader. Asher nechshal If there is a Jewish leader that is falls to a sin, then he is disgracing and violating the special position that he is in. Shehu nosi al rosho, that he carries. So a Kohen family, we know a Kohen has more Kedusha in a certain sense than Yisraelim. Yes, everybody has Kedusha's Yisrael, but there's Kedusha's Kahuna, right? Even uh, on, a, on a higher level, which which has certain halachos, right? Uh, a Bas Kohen's Vadi Truma. Um, which might be related. So therefore, this is reflected by the Bas Kohen getting a higher level of, of punishment, so that is reflective of, of this idea. 
of the higher, the greater the responsibility, the greater the kedusha, the greater the connection to Hashem one has, the greater the responsibility one has to act based on that. Ben Torah, if a Ben Torah, somebody who's identified as a Orthodox Jew, a servant of God, when we do something wrong, so that's even worse. Many times over, even if it's the same sin and the same shortcoming, a great achrayas, right? It's the opposite of other religions, which have different um, rules, but if somebody greater does something, maybe by definition, like we've spoken in the past about papal infallibility, the Pope does something, then it has to be right, because it's impossible, it's against their amuna to believe that the Pope would make a mistake. And we believe, no, rabbis and great Jewish leaders can make mistakes, and they do make mistakes, and if they make mistakes, even worse. It's even worse. Like the Gemara sometimes says, Adam Chashev Shiny. That an Adam Chashev has to take an even higher level of, of what he is, um, um, mandated from. Says the, um, continues, the, um, the Darke Musar. Bashar Pagam Kaldahu, Esatorahu Machalel Rahman Ulislan, Ulagodel Ma'alaso, Kenya Chabed Avano. And the greater Maila that he has, the greater avon would be his would be his uh, would be his sin, and he continues and says benoik sheva olam. He continues on line twenty one benoik sheva olam b'tzvah hamelech. If you have an army, if you have an army, chayel ashachaser lo kaftor bekanaf miilo osha kutanto ena muguhat vasuik alacha. If there is a soldier that he's missing a button, or his uniform is not uh, properly ironed, or he's not wearing it, so right, he would get a punishment from his higher ups so that he doesn't repeat. Doesn't repeat. If somebody's not on the battlefield, if somebody runs away, he's not in the in the course anymore. That's his uh, example. Then they won't hold him as as responsible. He's not even here. I'll give it a different, different marshal. The higher up you are in the army, the more you have to be careful about, you know, what you, what you, how you look and how you act and what impression you give to those watching. So, Kenu Adavar Bitzvah the Hashem is the same thing with Akadosh Baruch Hu's army. The higher we up, the more, the more focused even on details we have to be. Adam and Amarachov, Loshach, Latova, Amaisab Ktanim, Shanasush, Lokogan. Somebody is on a lower level on the on the totem pole in the army or in Avodas Hashem. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu has certain expectations from um, all different levels. But once somebody is higher up, then even a, and a button missing, even little things. So he says Talmide Hayeshiva B'nai Torah or anyone who's identified with uh, Hakadosh Baruch Hu and a Shomer Torah Mitzvos has a higher responsibility um, to make sure what, that what they're doing. Is um, is following and and making a kiddush Hashem for for Hakadosh Baruch. Okay, moving right along. Let's see the words of an Achron who acts like the Gemara. Right, usually the Gemara discusses why there is a need for two different psukim or you know a repeat of a parsha in the Torah. Here the Gemara does not, but the Klayakar fills us in. The Klayakar acts like a member of Chazal, and then we'll get to other types of uh, Divri Torah um, soon with various messages. But this is fascinating. Says the Klayakar. Both focusing, it's the same Svara given in opposite directions. 
Right? The Pasuk tells us um, in Pasuk Hei, Lo yikrichu karcha barosham, that a uh, Kohen is not allowed to uh, shave his head. Lo yikrichu karcha barosham. This is, Chazal assume, Rashi quotes it, in mourning, as an act of mourning. He's not allowed to shave his head. Ufa'asakonam lo Or, um, shave his beard. Uvifsaram lo Or gash themselves. Right, these are all halachas that, that the Pasuk says here by Kahuna, and the Sefer Achinach discusses, and other Ba'ali Machshava discuss what the, what the, uh, Tami Amissus behind this is, that we believe that they're in a better place, we believe that there's a concept of Avelus, but not to go overboard, and Chazal, and the Torah, uh, guides us through Aninus and Avelus. Uh, I was just at a, a Shiva call this week, and the, and the Aval said to me, it's unbelievable how infinitely wise Torah and Chazal are in terms of guiding, in terms of guiding what's allowed, what's not allowed, and letting us mourn and forcing us to mourn, and then slowly, slowly, you know, heading in the in the direction of a forward. But this is Rashi quotes Rashi adds, right? Even Bnei Yisrael, not just Kohanim, Yisrael have the same or same averus. Right, even Yisrael are not allowed to gash themselves or, or or make themselves bald. But you might not have known everything from the pasuk by Yisrael. So we have both, and halachically, one is megala on the other. One uh, reveals what the other one uh, does not uh, explain. But says the Klayakar on a deeper level in terms of machshava. What do you need two psukim for? What do you need this said both by Kohanim and by Yisraelim that we're not allowed to act in an extreme way? In a reaction of mourning, says the Klayakar, Lo Remember Ephraim Lenshitz, Shlomo Ephraim Lenshitz from uh, Chief Rabbi in Prague. He's buried right near the uh, Maharal in the cemetery there in Prague. Even though Yisrael is also Muzhar about this halacha, Mikomakom You still need both, both psukim. Why? Both svaris in opposite directions is going to be about godless kohanim. If you only had the Pasuk by a Yisrael. When a Yisrael dies, his relatives are not allowed to gash themselves or shave themselves. Hava amina dafka vedas Yisrael. Lidoro. Sheina ozeroshem kolkach. Okay, Yisrael is not, doesn't have the level of Kedushas Kohen. He's not one of the leaders of the, he's not the, the leader Shevet. So, you know, then, you know, then we understand that you don't have to go so far in terms of your morning practices. Don't go overboard and pain yourself. Don't make yourself bald because there's not such a bald spot in the world. Because there wasn't a Kohen that died. But a Kohen that is a Mishari Sashem, the Vade Aveda Gedola, Terrible. If it didn't say it by Kohanim, you would have thought that, oh, for a Kohen, it's not, it's not bad. Because you really have to mourn. You really have to, you're allowed to mourn. Look at the karcha, look at the, the, uh, what's missing. Kamash Malan. What's the Kamash Malan? Even for a Kohen. Even for a Kohen, there are, yes, a Kohen has Kedusha. But even for a Kohen, there are limits. And we recognize a Kohen is at a better place. And lo maskana, as we'll see. Let's just finish the point. Maskana applies to everyone. The yeshmina bekoanim. And if you want to say, if you only have the pasuk by koanim, that there's an aver by koanim to overly mourn, overly gash and bone and cut our hair. Hava amina shemitzat shakoin mishares elokenu. 
Well, since a Kohen is a servant of God, Vadai Nichnas Manitzchi. A Kohen, he goes to a good, he, he's going to a high place in the next world. He's a Kohen, look what he did, he did the Aboda. So you don't have to be such in such pain for the Kohen. Because after all, it is, uh, for his, he's in a good place. But for a non-Kohen, who knows? What's in store for him? He didn't give the, he didn't do the avoda. He didn't spend his life bringing kapara for Klai Yisrael. Maybe there can be mitzvah, because who knows where he is? Kamash Malan. What's the Kamash Malan? When the dust settles, all Jews are Jews, and all Jews have Kedushas Yisrael, and they are all equal in the eyes of Hashem. And how we mourn is equal for all of us. And, um, not too much, but there is a chiv of mourning. And that's fascinating if you think about it. According to many Rishonim, the Rambam, the Rif, for sure a mitzvah to Rabbanan, but even maybe a mitzvah to Rabbanan, there's a mitzvah to mourn. What kind of religion has a mitzvah to mourn? A mitzvah is a commandment, one of the, 100, one of the 613 mitzvahs. Why would it be a mitzvah? Because that's part of you know, how we're supposed to react as Ovdei Hashem. Right? There's Aninus. Aninus means we're not allowed to do mitzvahs. Hashem says, mitzvahs, there's nothing more important than doing mitzvahs. But you know what? When you're an onain, I don't allow it. Asr, you have to focus on what you need to focus on. Right? Aninus and Avelus. And the Klayakar tells us that's why, what's the Havamina? Why, what it would have, uh, what we would have thought if it only said it by Kohanim or by Yisraelim. Kamash Malan, we learn that it's by both and uh, there are limitations on our Avelus. Um, in um, in that regard. And again, obviously, as we know, the halachas are, you know, there's different avelus for different family members, right? For a sibling is a month, but for a parent, as I'm still in uh, the avelus of my mother, it's it's for a year out of uh, keep it out of aim. Keep it out of aim as a function of that. And Chazal, you know, want to emphasize that, that difference between uh, different relatives. Okay, so we continue now with an amazing Sav Sofer. We skip now towards the second half of the Parsha, which, of course, has the Parshas HaMoadim. Parshas HaMoadim. We have in between a lot of halachas about Baal many halachas about Baali Mumin. And the Pasuk tells us in the beginning of the Parshas HaMoadim, Shabbos. Shabbos, which, as we know, we've spoken about before, is surprising. Parshas HaMoadim, the first major Parshas HaMoadim. Right? We have Emar, and then Pinchas, and then Re'eh. This is the first major one. The Moadim have been mentioned before, Mishpatim, but uh, this is the first major one. These are the Moadim. And as we mentioned, what will we expect? These are the Moadim. Give me Pesach. Give me Rosh Hashanah. No, Shabbos. Shabbos. Six days work shall be done. So first question, Teoseh. Chazal already pick up on this too. Te'aseh is the nifal, is the passive. doesn't say ta'aseh malacha, you shall do work. It's te'aseh malacha, work shall be done for six days. Uvayam ashvi, Shabbat Shabbason mikra kodesh, and on the seventh day, Shabbat Shabbason, kamalacha lo sasu, do not do any work. What's the emphasis of te'aseh malacha regarding the yimei chol? Chazal darshin, on Shabbos, all of my malacha should be ki'ilu kamalachtacha asuya. But what's the emphasis of saying te'aseh by the six days when work shall be done? Question one. Question two is the one that Rashi asks. Right? After we have this, these are the Moadim and then we have Shabbos, which is surprising because Shabbos is not a Moed, as if 
the Torah recognizes its mistake, chas v'shalom, not mistake, but its unusual usage of these are the Moadim and putting in Shabbos, the Torah starts again. Almost the same exact phrase that we had two psukim ago. And then, the first Yantif is Pesach, and then comes Chagamatzos, right? Pesach is Erev Pesach, and Chagamatzos for seven days v'chulu. And Rashi is already bothered in the name of the Medrash, Ma Inyan Shabbos Esau Moados. What is Shabbos doing here? It talks about Shabbos many other times in the Torah. So why does it talk about Shabbos here in the Parsha of the Moadim? So one might say, that Shabbos is the root of all Kedusha, like the Rambam's Lashon of Kulam Shabbos Hashem. But Rashi quotes a very strong Chazal. Lulamedcha, this is to teach me. What is Shabbos doing here? To teach me, Shekola Machala Lesamoados, whoever violates Yantif, Ma'alin Alav Kiluchilas Hashabbosos. If you violate Yantif, then you violate Shabbos. It's Kilu you, you violated Shabbos. And if you keep Yantif, then it's Kilu you kept Shabbos. And the question is, what, what is the relationship? And I'll add, we discussed, Ramosha Feinstein has a comment on this that we did in past years, but I'll add, Rashi only says this in one direction. Right? Is this saying that it's Ramosha's Vard, if you remember a couple years ago, it's a package deal. Yantif and Shabbos. Shabbos is Bore, and Yantif is Mashkiach. So it's a package deal, you need both. But Rashi says it in one direction only. If you keep Yantif, as if you kept Shabbos. If you didn't keep Yantif, you didn't keep Shabbos. It doesn't say, if you violate Shabbos, it says something about my Yantif fulfillment. It's only one direction. So what does Chazal, Chazal mean? And specifically, why is it in that direction? Of If you violate Yantif, then that's going to be a Pagam in your Shabbos also. So question one, why is it Te'aseh? Question two, why if I violate Yantif... Um, do I violate, um, is it considered as I violate Shabbos too? So these are the two questions of the Ksav. So far, in source number three. Torah Lomar Teaseh. Torah Lion Teaseh. Have a little Lomar Taaseh. Right? Right? What's Taaseh? I'm sorry. There's a third question. Well, let's just finish reading, first read his first two questions. Oh, actually, no. Let's go back because he asked the third question first, which I didn't focus on. Shabbos Yil Hashem. Bechol Moshvosechem. It's Shabbos in all of your dwellings. Bechol Moshvosechem. Right? What's the Havamina otherwise? I would have thought Shabbos is like a Chova Sishaver Tisrael, Mitzvah Tulia Ba'aretz. Right? So why does it say Shabbos is Bechomosh Vosechem? Of course Shabbos is wherever I go, Bechomosh Vosechem. So why Teaseh was Bechomosh Vosechem? And what's the connection of Shabbos and Yantif? Those are the three questions of the Ksav Sofer. So the first one he asks is Teaseh, and then Shabir Shabbos Bechomakom. Vidir Li says, quotes Rashi. Quotes Rashi, Mayan Shabbos is Lamados, Fitzarlayin, Eich Ayade Chilul Moados Chilo Shabbosos. How is it that if they violate Yantif, I violate Shabbos? Nearly the middle of line four. Hine, Shmira Shabbos, Hutovla Adam. Shabbos is awesome. Why is Shabbos great? One level, because we have a chance to physically rest. We're more productive during the week if we have a day off. Right? Even the non-Jews know that. Right? They also take a day off, at least one. But says the Ksav Sofer, if we're if we if we would work and work and work, then it would be worse for us. The Yadua. Shemosha Tikin Lishmos Biom Hashabas Shabbat Mitzrayim. We know Chazal tell us that Moshe orchestrated a day off. 
in Mitzrayim for Bnei Yisrael. Right? Moshe told Paro, they're going to be less productive if they don't have a day off. They need a day to rest. The Kavo Bacha Yama Shabbos. Paro's like, okay, great. So Moshe's like, okay, I got one. Right? Shabbos. Even though they weren't Mitzvah yet. Ella, so that's definitely one aspect of Shabbos. Physically, you know, resting. But, says the Ksav Sofer, line 7, Ella She'ein Zekavon Hashmir, Shabbos. That's not what Shabbos is about. That's a, that's a side benefit. But what Shabbos about, as we know, Mishum Oshu Beniu Benechem. Because Shabbos is the day we connect to Hashem. Shabbos is the covenant. That's why we, we, we sanctify it. So Shabbos could be, one might think, and is for physical rest, but really it's ultimately much deeper. And it's about the bris, it's about the covenant between us. So says the Ksav Sofer. And what about Yantif? Yantif obviously is only about part two. It's only about the connection that we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Gamod as Yom Tovim Heim L'Kabana Zos Mikroi Kodesh Zeich L'Tziyaz Mitzrayim But now let's think, says the Ksav Sofer. Umi Shemeshaber Shabbos K'day Yad Shiyinu HaKufo Mi'avodaso If you only hold of reason number one, you're keeping Shabbos to get a day off to, to be able to work better during the week, then you're not going to keep Yantif because you don't need another day. You have another week. You're not going to keep Yantif if your Kavana is only... Reason one, so then ain't no mishamer yantif. You don't need another day of the week to rest, to rest from your malacha. Turning the page. You don't need it. So what happens if you violate yantif? You know what that shows? That even your Shabbos wasn't for proper kavana. Unbelievable. Because if I don't keep yantif, that shows, why am I keeping Shabbos? Just for a day of rest, not because of, of um, I want to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ki mizeh nireh, she shoveis b'shabes rak lahana aso. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm shoveis only for my hana. Avo mekayem moados. Mekayem kol shabasos. If I keep yantif, I keep yantif on Tuesday, that shows that I'm keeping Shabbos for the right reason. Because if I'm keeping yantif, obviously I don't need another day of rest in the middle of the week. It must be that I'm doing it l'shem connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and that must be must be why I keep Shabbos too. Ava hamakayim odos. That's why it's in that direction only. It's about yantif to Shabbos. Ava makayim odos or makayim kol shabbosos. If I keep yantif, then I'm be makayim all shabbosos ki mizeh nira shemakayim latachlis amiti ke nirali nachon. That answers one of our questions, right? What is the Chazal about? If you keep Yantif, it's more on Shabbos, and if you keep, if you violate, you have to be violate Shabbos. But he says the other two could also be answered. So v'yesh lahagid od kimisha m'shaber Shabbos k'deshi anu akufo. If you're only keeping Shabbos for reason one to get a physical rest, imkain k'shiyesh lahavadim harbi shows a malachto. Then let's say you have a lot of servants and you don't work, and you're a multi-trillionaire. You don't work. You have a lot of people who do work for you. Then you don't need to keep Shabbos. What you're resting for what? Ain't a Meshamer Shabbos. Ki who ain't Ovid? You don't go to work anyway, Balafachi. Call you Meashavua. Mamele ain't a Menatsorach Loshe Yanuach. You won't have to rest, because everybody else is doing work for you. So what does the Torah say? Lachain Amar Sheishes Yamim Teyasem Alacha. Even if for six days, Teyaseh, the work's being done for you, you're not doing it. Teyasem Alacha. Hainu Gam Chinasem Adeya Cherim. Yom Ashvi Shabbos Shabbos. You still keep Shabbos. Because it's for the second reason. 
And finally, Shabbos is everywhere. And now, this part of Ksav Sofer, you can think about when he's writing this, beginning of the towards the beginning of the Reform Movement, 1800s. If you're only holding reason one, does it really make a difference which day of the week you rest? You just need one day. What if you're in a country that they rest a different day of the week? Okay, so you'll switch. You'll fit in. Everybody's doing Sunday, so I'll do Sunday too. You won't need any more. But if you do it for the second reason, obviously you don't choose. We don't choose which day is going to be Shabbos. So fascinating that Ksav Sofer answers all three because we have two aspects of, really one aspect of Shabbos with a side benefit, with a side benefit. The physical rest that we have is a side benefit, but obviously Shabbos is about the connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's why even if it's Teaset, you keep Shabbos, and Bechomosh Vosechem, one has to keep the Shabbos that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us is Shabbos. Okay, beautiful. The Torah tells us as we continue in the Parshia HaMoadim, Usfartan Lachem Yimachar Shabbos. So we count Svira, we count Svira, Usfartan Lachem Yimachar Shabbos, Biyoma Biyachem Ezumar Tenufa, right, we count from the Machras HaShabbos, Miyom HaViyacham is Omar Tanufa, from the day that we bring the Omer. So again, just in case we weren't sure, right, now we're in up to Perachav Gimel Pasuk Tezvav, just in case we weren't sure what we Machras HaShabbos meant, right, counts from the day after Shabbos, the Pasuk continues, Miyom HaViyacham is Omar Tanufa, from the day that you bring the carbon Omer, which we know from elsewhere is the second day of Pesach. So from that day, you start counting. But as we know, Mimacharas HaShabbos, those two words, if you don't really focus on the next couple of words, Mimacharas HaShabbos sounds like Shabbos. Shabbos in the Torah usually means Shabbos. Once in a while it means something else. Shabbos Shabbos on Yom Kippur. But Shabbos Shabbos is also Shabbos. So this Mimacharas HaShabbos we know caused a great stir in the days of the Tanaim. Right? Rashi quotes Mimacharas HaShabbos, Mimacharas Yontif. We know this is one of the famous arguments between the Tztukim and the uh, and the Prushim, amongst many, amongst many uh, machlokos. There's uh, I don't know ten of them or so written in um, in uh, in Chazal, and there's many, probably many more. But this is one of the more famous ones, right? They say that Shavuos is always on a Sunday because we have Shabbos. You start counting on the Shabbos after the first day of Pesach, whenever that is. So Shavuos is always on a Sunday after seven weeks after. After Pesach. Okay, that's what they hold. So there are many um, proofs. You don't need proofs. Torah Pet tells us that this Shabbos doesn't mean Shabbos. But even if you would want proofs, um, there are some. Chazal tell us, just reading the Pesach, the Rambam himself has his rayas, um, even adding on to Chazal. But Rav Nevenzal says, let me add a piece myself. Let me say why Chazal couldn't Understand Mimacharis HaShabbos as Mimacharis HaShabbos, after Shabbos. You can't start counting Svira after Shabbos. Why? So let's turn the page, let's see the words of Rav Nevenzel. 
page Reish Peidalad, where it says on the right side. Chachamenu hisbatu v'yamru. Sheshabbos hikfiya v'kaima. We know Shabbos is set. We don't decide when Shabbos is. Hofas ha-Shabbos ba'olamenu hinikfuya v'kayem esla'ad. Shabbos is forever. L'lotzluz gorim kol shi. Man does not contribute to Shabbos. Mishes is yimei brashis nikva yom ha-shvili ha-Shabbos. Red HaKadosh Baruch Hu created from the beginning of the world. Six days, one day. Six days, one day. And there's been Shabbos since then. After every seven sunsets, there's never been, there's never been a week without a Shabbos. And every six days, there's a Shabbos after that. And it goes by the sun. Right? Nothing to do with the moon. That's to do with the sun. Up until now, who you see also it's all God without man taking part. And that's why we of course say Mikadesh Shabbos. And Shabbos is as he continues, he's just building up here. It's Eidos. Shabbos is we give Eidos that Akadish Baruchu does everything. And he created the world. Right, and what do we say on Shabbos? Tov lahodos l'ashem. We talk about nature. Shabbos is the only time, right, the only time frame of the whole year that it's all HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It represents then, as we'll see, perfection. Because it's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It represents Shlemus. Because again, it does not come from human, from humankind. We don't have any uh, say in it. We'll get to that. Yantif, though, on the left side now, is the opposite. Yantif lu masu amnam yom kadosh amor agados Hashem. Yes, Yantif has to do with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And there's Nisan that happened in every day, but it doesn't represent perfection because the source of Yantif is man. And it's connected to the moon. And the moon is not perfect, is not whole. The moon is constantly bigger and smaller and bigger and smaller. It starts on a certain day when the moon is not whole. Right? Okay, the 15th, 15th, but it's bigger and smaller. And also, he says, not only is it the moon, but it's a, but it comes from man. Another something lacking on Yontif about Shabbos. Yes, we could have some different Torah that it's the godless of Yontif that we take part and we're mishtatif with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but we're not going in that direction right now. We're going that Shabbos is ultimately from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's pure. It's whole, connected to sun. Yontif is connected to the moon. It requires human input. It doesn't come purely and exclusively from HaKadosh Baruch. With that background, let's turn the page. If Shabbos represents perfection and it's all from HaKadosh Baruch, then there's nothing that could be connected to Mimachras HaShabbos. But Shabbos is whole and perfect. Shabbos can't have a Machras. Fascinating. Look at you says on Reish Pevav. Lo yitachet yimimachras ha-Shabbos yimimachras yimimachras Ki Shabbos yimimalka shekol kula shlemus. Lo Shabbos yimimachras ha-Shabbos. There's nothing hemshech. There's no continuation from Shabbos. There's no machras. Machras yish lo davr she'inu mushlam adayim. We'll do it tomorrow. What is tomorrow? Tomorrow means you're going to plan something tomorrow. That means because something that's not mushlam today. What do you ever plan on something tomorrow? You plan because you obviously didn't do it today. On Shabbos... This, it's perfect. 
you're not allowed to plan for hachana for afterwards, but Shabbos represents perfection and wholeness. And that is why, what's the day after Shabbos? Yes, you can make Abdullah, because, but, but, but halachically, Yom Rishon was Shabbos to the next Shabbos. It's not about the previous Shabbos. It's that we call it that because we messed up and didn't mark the end of the previous one. The previous week finished, and now we look forward to the next week. And the whole world holds of this. Nobody says that Sunday is the last day of the week. Okay, the weekend, but really, Sunday is the first day. Monday is the first day of the work week, but everybody will say Sunday is the, is the first day of the week, so there can't be anything after Shabbos. Right, to continue Shabbos. Yantif, sure there can. Yantif is lacking. Yantif is the moon. Yantif is from man. And he quotes even on the left side, every Yantif is, is somehow connected to a chait also. Right, Rosh Chodesh, the Kitra Kalavana that Chazal say, talk about. Um, Rosh Hashanah, right, is connected to uh, Adam Arishon. Yom Kippur is connected to the Egel because we finally got the second Luchos. The Regalim are connected to Mitzrayim and we had to go down to Mitzrayim with Ache Yosef. So Chazal knew. Mimacharis HaShabbos can't be Shabbos because you can't have a Machar to Shabbos. Shabbos is perfection. Shabbos is from HaKadosh Baruch. And that's another way how Chazal knew. Okay, we continue. Says the Torah now in the next Yantif. Seventh month, first day. What's that? First day of Tishrei. Zichron Shrua Mikra Kodesh. Zichron Shrua. Remember Shrua. Zichron Shrua. Right? Remember Shrua. Mikra Kodesh, uh, says the, um, says the Pasuk. If you look in the Unkelis, Duchrin Yabava. Right? Uh, remembering the Yabava. So what does that mean? So we know Chazal tell us that here it says Zichron Trua. In Parshas Pinchas it says Yom Trua. The Gemara originally thought that that was a Din Da'araisa. The Yerushalmi, the Babli thinks originally, the Yerushalmi Paskins that way actually, that there's two different Sukkim. Zichron Trua is when Shabbos, when Shabbos. Yom Trua is when it falls out on a weekday. We end up not holding that. We end up saying that no, really, Mida Araisa, you're allowed to blow shofar on Shabbos. It's a Chachma, not a Malacha. So it's a Dindarabana. Okay. This coming year, a couple of months, by the Shem, um, Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos. Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos. This is a thought that we have to remember for, for, uh, for them. So, Rav Saratskin tells us, in Azayim Matorah, he quotes the Gemara that I just quoted outside, that tells us that we don't blow shofar on Shabbos. Line 13. The Gemara says, it's not a good, it's not gonna be a good year when Rosh Hashanah falls out, when, when you don't blow shofar on Rosh Hashanah. It's not gonna be a good year when you don't blow shofar on Rosh Hashanah. My time of the lower Satan, the Satan can't be mixed up. Right, one of the reasons we blow shofar is la'arbe v'sasatan. And if you don't blow shofar, then, you know, it's, you're not gonna have that. It says Tos was there. Ayve, what are we supposed to do? When Yantafu and Rashad falls out on Shabbos, what are we supposed to do? Tos says, Rabbi Yitzchak's not talking about that. 
Rabbi Yisrael is not talking about a case where you follow the halacha. He's talking about a case where you were ba'ones, or for some other reason, you know, bo'shofer. Shalotaku, line 17, he quotes the bahag, bebrete isyalid unsa, in ones happened. Avalomishum de miklash b'shabsa. Not because it fell out on Shabbos. It fell out on Shabbos? No, no, Rabbi Yisrael is not talking about that. He's not talking about where for some other reason you don't blow shofar. Pirish. If you don't blow shofar for some other reason, if you don't blow shofar for some other reason, so then you're right, we're not going to hold, unless he was an ones, he didn't have a shofar. Okay, we're not going to hold you accountable, but it's still a simon ra. If you didn't get to blow shofar. You don't say it's as if you blew shofar. You didn't blow shofar. But when it's Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos, you listen to Chazal, then, then it's okay. And as for Saraskin, why? What's the difference? Even if there was a real ones, there was a hurricane, and you can't get out to shul, and it's not your fault. But we say, Tosa says, tough luck, it's, it's a bad omen. So it wasn't your fault. So on Rosh Hashanah and Shabbos, you're not blowing because Chazal told you not to blow. So, why don't you have it? Why isn't it a bad omen? Right? Lomaisa, you didn't blow. So, shouldn't it also be, okay, well, we have to follow the rabbis, but, but isn't also, isn't it a, why isn't it a bad omen? How are those sof, sof, lotaku? Wine 26. Lomaisa, you didn't blow. Maisa, you didn't blow. Vish Lomar, so, all the rabbis out there listening, we have to remember this drasha for next year on the first, on the Rosh Hashanah Shalais Says the Ozayim Latorah. Vishlo Apidevi Rambam. Maybe it's based on the famous Rambam in Hilchos Shufa. Paragimel. Aval Bishu Tekiya Shofar Rosh Hashanah Yabak Zeres Hakasev. Even though why do we blow Shofar in Rosh Hashanah? Because Hashem told us to blow Shofar. Remez Yeshbo. There's a message though. Rosh Hashanah is not like Shofar is not like other Maisa Hamitzvos. There's a deep message. Kolmar Uru Yishenem Yishenaschem. Wake up from your sleepwalking through life. And very deep sleepers, wake up. Do tshuva. Shofar is a call to tshuva. And to remember HaKadosh Baruch. The Rashi, the Ran, they all discuss there in Rosh Hashanah. What does it mean, Larbev is a Satan? So one of the reasons, they, the, he's all mixed up, the Satan. He thinks Mashiach's coming from the shofar. He sees B'nai Yisrael doing tshuva. V'lamu choshev, because he thinks, he sees the shofar and everybody's doing tshuva and he thinks, I'm done. I'm out of a job. So really, if you think about it, and he, he'll add Rashi in a minute too, and what does Rashi say? When, what does it mean, Lari Revis HaSatan? Rebbe Gemara says, why do we blow so many shofar blows? Lari Revis HaSatan. And the Rashi quotes, because when the son sees us doing so many mitzvahs, chib of mitzvahs, he doesn't know what to do. Says the Azayim LaTorah, V'lo rak ha-shofar ma'aviz So it's not the shofar per se. Ela ha-charada v'herhure tshuva, shahashofar ma'orah belibos ha-adam. But it's what the shofar awakens in the Jew. That's what scares him. And that's what confuses him. Kanemar, as the Pazik says, in Amos, It's the Herure Tshuva that scared the Satan and confused the Satan. Says the Azayim Latoras, maybe Shabbos could do that too. If we properly 
observe Shabbos as we're supposed to. Remember this medrash, we mentioned this, Adam was walking down the street one time, and he sees Kain, he says, Kain, what's going on? And Kain says, hey, I did tshuva. And other them are like, really? I didn't know you could do tshuva. Mizmar shil yom Shabbos tov lozos l'ashem, and he starts talking about that mizmar. So what does what that, that mean? You see, Shabbos is somehow connected to Tshuva. Next column. On a weekday, you need actual shofar. On Shabbos, Zichron Shrua. Think about what the shofar is supposed to awaken in me. He feels what's going on. The Southern feels what's turning over. And therefore, mitzvah shofar chaviva ma'od al Yisrael. Akol b'am l'shma b'charadis kodesh kol shofar. Everyone, everybody comes for shofar. And now look, they're ready. Imagine what a Jew would do for a shofar. A Jew would do anything to get a shofar. A Jew would travel the seven seas to get a shofar. And we're ready to give it up because the Chazal say, Shabbos. That itself is mafchid the satan. Right, that itself, that, that fealty to what the halacha demands. Line 16. Lo anas, lo chamsan, What's telling us not to blow? Shabbos. We don't want anybody to, to carry. And it's not even because of the blowing. Such a far-fetched possibility. And yet we're ready to give it up. That's enough to be my of the Satan. And the Zrizus and the Chibuv Mitzvah of Shabbos. So says the Zayn Latour, yeah, it's a big difference. On a weekday, if there's an One, so we can't get it, okay, tough luck. Right? It's a, it's a, it's a Simen Ra. But if it's the reason is Shabbos, Shabbos substitutes. And Shabbos can take the place of the chauffeur, and in that way we can use Shabbos in the same way that we use the chauffeur. Okay, moving right along. There is a, a, a custom that's quoted. Rav uh, Salvecha quoted this from his grandfather, Rav Chaim, that Rav Chaim during davening, the Medrash is on this week's parsha. that's why we're discussing this here. Rav Chaim during davening, he put his talus over his head for baruchu, because usually the rule is a davar shebik dusha, you have to put your talus over your head. And he put his talus over his head for the yamid of Asrei. But he took his talus off his head in between those two. And where does that come from? So you have in front of you two suggestions. One's based on a medrash in this week's parsha. What's the medrash? The medrash on the pasuk Sharuches of Oez, the pasuk says, "Ah, oh, Hashem doesn't demand that you bring a giraffe for a carbon. Right? Easy. Uh, my sheep and goats, all the easy animals. So, so too says the medrash. You have it there in source number nine. Quote at the beginning of source number nine from Rabbi Simon Sefer. I'm Rabbi Titzlav. Mashal Melach Sheshalach Pruz Dugma Shalol Medina. It's a mashal that Hashem sends a, a a king sends a declaration to his country. Ma'asu Bnei Medina. When the declaration comes, When the declaration comes, everybody stood up at attention. They covered their heads. They stood there shaking and they listened. Hashem says, No. I'm going to have you very relaxed. Hada pruz dogma didi lo etrachti alechem v'lo amarti alechem didi akorim bekriyashma lo omdem al raglechem lo parnas b'shechem. I'm not matriach you. You could say kriyashma relaxed. I'm not matriach you. B'shitcha b'seicho v'lechcha v'aderech. So from now lashon v'lo parnas b'shechem 
You see, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not matriachas to cover our heads. When we were makabal HaMalcha Shamayim, so that is where the minhag came from. But where is it quoted earlier than Reb Chaim? If you look in the Taz, in Hilchah Sissus, the Taz in Simen Ches quotes this, based on this Medrash, see on line 8, Roim, that you don't need Ativa Sarosh, B'Shaz Kriyashma, you don't need to cover your head, just a Midas Chasidus. So based on that, Rav Shechter quotes from Rav Salvechik, who quoted from Rav Chaim in Nefesh Arav, that he put it on for Baruch Hu, and he took it off because of this Medrash in this week's Parsha. But if you look in, uh, again, this is all from Rabbi Simon Sefer Amin Hagim, he quotes that the Medrash says that you don't have to, but it never says anywhere that you should. Right? So if we have our head, and the Minag of Yisrael is not like this from Chaim. The Minag is to cover our head. Those who cover their head, they cover from Baruch Huth straight through. So, would Reb Chaim Dafka say, this measure says you shouldn't? So your head's covered and giving covered. So you should Dafka? So that, that makes it a little tricky. So if you look, he quotes from Rabbi Chalap, a different shot. A different shot. The end of source number 10. There's a Gemara Menachas that tells us we know almost everything about Tefillin is Halacha Moshe Sinai. They have to be black, they have to be square, almost everything. How they look. Kesher shall tefillin Allah Moshe Sinai. The knot of the tefillin is Allah Moshe Sinai. And the Gemara says here, and some know it from Masechah's Brachis, right? The Pazik says that tefillin shabarosh have to be visible when the other nations see you and they'll be in awe of you, we've discussed that Gemara in the past, stories related to that uh, Gemara. But the Gemara says, Hashem showed Moshe Kesher Shetan. What has to be visible? So the Pashup Shad is that it's the box. It's the bias. But maybe there's an idea of having the Kesher. Shut fell invisible, which is in the back of the head. Maybe that's what Reb Chaim is based on. At the time of Kabbalah Salmach Shamayim, maybe the Pasik of Oro Kalamayos Kishem Hashem Nikra Alecha V'Yarmi Mecha, they should see it. Maybe that's, maybe that's where it comes from. Because it's the back of the neck, right? The back of the head, which has that, uh, dalit or double dalit, whatever one has, maybe that's where it comes from. Okay, two minhag, two reasons behind the minhag of Chaim Salvechik to uncover it again. That is not the minhag of Minaka Olam, and one shouldn't change the minhag if um, if that is not the uh, one's minhag. But again, this is uh, this is what's quoted. Let's finish up with a thought on Parsha and also related to this time of year, Sefer Saomer. So we know we count 49 days. 49 days of Sirius Omer. And the, there is a minog quoted. If you look in source number 12 from the Minchas Asher, he quotes a minog kadum that we know that there are in the last parak of Pirkei Avos 48 ways to be Kona Torah. The Memchas Dvarim Shatorah Nikneis Bahem. Every day. Every day has its one. One, two, you go through all of them. There's only one little problem here. There's 48 things and 49 days. So you want to say, oh, beautiful, do one a day? So you're off by one. You're off by one. So what do you do on the 49th day? What, it's just just in case you miss one. 
right? Just in case he missed one. See, he quotes that the, the Chedushi Arim and Yisrael Salanter both said the same idea. On line 11, Hayom Ha'achron, Erev Chagash, Chazeres, Chazar Klolis. The last day is for Chazar. How we do Chazar? Get a Chazar all 48 on that last day. Ubiyom Hazeh, Aleinu Lafash Peish, V'livdok B'churun U'bistokin, Shebebidke Hanefesh, Shemeh Zarnu Dover, maybe we didn't, we missed something. So review. So Rav Weiss doesn't like that answer. He says, "What review? But only so one day is good enough to review. So why don't you have like double the amount of time?" And so here's another idea. He said, "Maybe there's another idea, right? We know the Gemara tells us on the third to last daf in all of Shas Bavli. Nida daf ayin. Shalu Alexandria shall Mitzrayim as Yeshua ben Hananya." The Alexandria people asked Rabbi Shemachanania, Mayasa Adam Yachkam, what should a person do to become wise? What's the secret? You have to sit and study. You want to become wise, you have to sit over the books and pour over the books. They said, Many people have done that and it hasn't succeeded. He said, You're missing the other ingredient. Hard work and tfila. This is the Hishtablus and Tfila Gemara in Shas. You want to become a Chacham, you want to become, you want to have children and rich, that's what the Gemara says, Habalo Halo Sagya. Everything in life is hard work accompanied with Tfila. So he suggests, maybe that's what's going on here too. 48 days we work hard, we work hard, we work hard every Mida. Today's Mida was Samech Bechelko. Yesterday's Mida was Makiris Makomo, before that, Kabbalah Sisurin, every, every day. So, says Rav Asher here, maybe that's the idea of the last day. The last day is about crying out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, help all of my hard work be successful. Help me reach the levels that I, that I want to reach, because that's the only way it's going to work. And he quotes a Medrash, a, a Yerushalmi at the end, from Harios, he says, the, the, all 40 days Moshe Rabbeinu was on Har Sinai, he was learning, and he kept forgetting. And it wasn't, it wasn't clicking until finally HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave it to him B'matana. Even Moshe Rabbeinu had to work hard, but then had to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for help. We have to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for help. Ben Hashem, we should all be zochep to count every day and make every day count. And do the best that we can in each of those midos of uh, Shatara Nikneis Bahen and Bel Hashem alongside of that Davin to Baruch Hu for Matsyata Dishmaya. We'll stop here.